Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the 690 Second Podcast. I'm your host, Martin Foster, and I have two people joining me today. One is my soon-to-be tag team partner in crime, my protege, my Padawan, my Jedi, Bree Motivolic. I'm this A1C Bree Motivolic, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and my other guest, my squadron commander, Lieutenant Colonel Stephanie Murphy. And that's Stephanie with the PH, not E-F-F-A-N-Y. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> Ma'am, first and foremost, thank you for joining me. And what's on your mind? How's it going? Well, there's a lot of things on my mind right now, but what I really wanted to talk to all my Hawks and all the airmen out there are the things that have come back for this year as we're starting out this new year. I want to make sure that one, you all had a happy holidays. And I think it's great that we're all taking care of each other. Some of the things we've looked at in the past year, we saw the change of command. So Colonel Zeman, he was super awesome, set me up for success, set the squadrons up for success got the awesome disney patch so that was a great thing for the year yeah definitely i have talked to several other squadron commanders they are jealous and actually some are pursuing disney to see if they can get like different disney characters to represent their squadron so it is pretty cool we are definitely getting the whole jealousy vibe from other squadrons which i think is pretty awesome so kudos to him and and really kudos to the whole hawk team for putting that together yeah some other things that we did can you believe it? We foiled a U.S. terror attack. I thought that was super awesome. <laughs> like we literally had two people arrested in Canada and one KIA in France. I know that's not like a big thing and that's kind of creepy. Yeah. But I thought that was really, really awesome when I saw what our airmen can do. Some of the other things we're looking at is the opening of virtual reality. Yeah. So the squadron has this new kind of like Pokemon Go that you can actually do in our heritage room. Yeah. And you literally, you download the app which we're going to adjust the app because there's some problems with the app, but you download the app and then you literally hold it up to various parts in our heritage room and things pop up, whether it be the first sergeant's face, the background information of the squadron, or even how we integrate on Joint Base Pearl Harbor Hickam. So I think that's phenomenal what our team has been doing. And the fact that we all did it pretty much with no money involvement and we ended up saving around $400,000 for our group. That's really phenomenal. So kudos to that whole team up at our special HLC yeah. <laughs> and their enterprising ideas. And then during our UEI, one of our teams received the outstanding team for the UEI from the IG, which I thought was phenomenal. Yeah. That was our national tactical integration team for actually going above and beyond by doing this outreach program. And not only did they do the outreach program where they brought multiple organizations on this base and on this island together, but they actually were able to do what no other organization like them has done. And that is to actually get a reporting program out there. Yeah. So super awesome and super proud of all of those team members. She is. Yeah. She is. We also got people like we coordinated with Interpol. We got someone jailed. Interpol's number one, like HVI. How cool is that? Our team and our Hawks are doing fantastic things. And I was just like, wow, that is so cool. The impact that we've been having across the theater as well as across the globe. And lastly, while we're still working on tons of updates and improvement, we're definitely making those strides to make the squadron better as well as make our group better. So having that hand in our cross-functional teams that we are standing up across the group as well as across the wing. It's really outstanding what we're seeing. And I can't wait to see what this new year actually brings. That being said, we do have a lot of requirements in terms of needing integration and help. And one of the biggest things that we've got coming up is the Hawk Tank. Yeah. 
And that's our version of the Shark Tank. Would like to see a ton of fantastic ideas coming up, whether it be something as simple as getting bikes so that airmen can actually go from one place to another. That was one of our first Hawk Tanks initiatives. Other Hawk Tank ideas would be more than appreciated. And this year we're doing it slightly different. We're incorporating mentors. So whatever ideas come up, we're actually going to pair them with a mentor and see it from cradle to grave. I'm excited about that. I am too. It sounds really phenomenal and we just need ideas. We also need mentors. So anybody who would like to do those, either pushing up those ideas or actually being a mentor, we're more than open to that. So I can't wait to actually see what's going to come out of the Hawk Tank. And I know that we have phenomenal airmen. I mean, really, we have brain children that are just amazing and that will melt your eyeballs. <laughs> Not like the boys TV show. <laughs> that was kind of gross. I saw that last night. On a side note, you made some great analogies. This uh, week. Yeah, it's, it's been very <laughs> quote worthy. As long as you guys keep a book of all my quotes, I think you'll have a great running dialogue for the end of the year. <laughs> but the things that I really want to talk about today. So at the beginning of the month, I am a horrible Facebook user. I know a lot of our airmen are, and I don't get all my news from Facebook, but I just happened to be on the airmen outreach page on Facebook and I saw a post that really like concerned me, and that's actually what's driving our resiliency tactical pause for the day. It talked about a military member who was a supervisor of a civilian, and that civilian had literally just lost their family member to suicide, as well as one of their coworkers, and it was their subordinate to suicide. And that person did not know what to do. And that military supervisor did not know how to help that individual. They kind of just went, okay, um, so I'm going to clear your calendar and then um, I'm going to send you home. And if you need anything, just let me know. And so they sent him home and then they asked, they pulled Facebook and said, did I do the right thing? I don't know what I did. And that really concerned me because I thought, wow, if that person's having problems and needs someone to talk to, he or she just got isolated from the rest of their community. Yeah. So that was one of the things where I immediately came back on that Monday and said, hey, Major Chen, I really think, and he's our DO, our Director of Operations, and I said, hey, I, I really think this should be the topic of our next RTP. Ironically, or awkwardly, however you want to look at it, we actually ended up losing a member in our group. So Miss Laura Corner of the 792nd, she had a ton of impact within three of our sister squadrons, and she actually ended up taking her life because she did not think that her contributions were really being felt in the group. So more to follow on that, but it really made me think, what happens? How do we help those people who are left? And how do you help those people who are experiencing that loss or if you are impacted by that? So that's what our focus is going to be for this RTP. It's going to be what happens next. And our DO team is putting together an amazing half-day RTP. And then the rest of the day will be given back to the flights to either go do additional professional mentoring or see what's going on with some of the mentoring that's located on the base. But we really want you to know that we care about what you do and some of the things that you'll hear today, as well as how to help those around you. That's really the focus, and that's what we want you to take away. That being said, the cool thing is it starts off where it ends the previous year, and we start the new Lunar New Year, which is the year of the rat, and that happens on the 25th. So I'm hoping that everybody takes advantage of that new year and goes out celebrates, feeds the lions, money, 
you just give him one dollar and i'm not going to say how because that just came out awkward the other day <laughs> i forgot about that when you said that until you just yeah <laughs> that was good but i really am humbled and honored to be the commander of the 392nd and i've actually there is a guest here that we didn't talk about he's not named yet but i'm thinking hawkeye but i haven't decided but if anyone wants to name the stuffed hawk that sits on my desk more than happy to take inputs other than that i've got nothing else i like that we can i can put that up as a poll question we can take a picture of it yeah you know we can somehow maybe be naming after like a former commander or some or some type of like former tradition, just like as a legacy thing, and or try to incorporate multiple names into yeah. like the name Hawkeye. Yeah. You mentioned how humbled you are. You've been command. It's crazy to think you've been commander for six months now. I know. I feel like you just got here. I know. And it's just, but so much is happening. Yeah. What's unique about the three ninety second? Because I know in the past you've been part of the three twenty fourth, and you've mm-hmm. you know you've been associated with the six ninety second throughout your career. But now that you're actually in the seat, embedded in the three ninety second, what's what do you think is the most like challenging slash most special? So the most challenging is that we operate at eight different locations, and that we are constantly traveling. So at any given time. If you can't find me in my office, I'm most likely in the mobile office, also known as Mako My Car. <laughs> so that is one place you can you can find me if I am di- between different locations. The sad part is I'm never able to give as much love or FaceTime with each of the airmen that I would like to, just because we're so stretched out between the different places on Oahu that it's really difficult. And that's that would be the challenge is trying to make sure that all of you know that we care about you and that we're definitely thinking about y'all every day. The awesome thing about our squadron is that, and I keep telling everybody this, we are like the glue. We are the super cool, really big brother, if you want to put it, of the theater. I mean, we have our hands in everything. We know, I wouldn't say we know everything, but <laughs> we know an awful lot about all the different areas in the theater. And I think that makes us more special as well as unique and it brings us it makes us that power employment that we need to provide that wing commander as well as comac i mean we're really a force provider more than anything else and we just amplify their war fighting capability more than anything else so i think that makes us unique and strong we are that glue we are like mega nti nice. we're better than jmme Oof. just laying it out there brie what do you do you like that name mega nti Okay, we'll take that as a response. Okay. <laughs> mm. Mm. Ma'am, you know, you mentioned just about caring for the squadron and members of the squadron. And we can't always be everywhere because we're, as a, as a 392nd, we're so diverse and mm-hmm. spread out everywhere. A lot of challenges for that we have to, internal to us that not every squadron has to face. But what do you think about podcasting? Is what it just as a, like a form of like, you know, maybe it's not direct face to face, but it's still a form of like reaching out and mentorship. I think it's great. I don't think that a lot of our fellow sister squadrons across the intel community actually take full advantage of the fact that we have the ability to capture moments in time and allow people who may not be able to interact with you at that specific moment the ability to reach out and understand what's that guidance we're getting from leadership yeah i think the shortfall that we have is we think we always have to be in person but the reality is we work 24 7. we're looking around the globe that is not always the advantage that we have. And if we don't take advantage of the tools that we have and the technology that we have, we're going to fall behind. I mean, shoot, all our adversaries are looking at how to use Facebook and how to make that 
the ultimate like socializing arena. So Twitter too, I would say, just because honestly, some of the things that come out on Twitter, I don't want to change the way I look, much less look like Barbie. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently it's a thing. But that being said, I mean, the best way to get the word out and the message out if we can't meet face-to-face is by using those social technologies that allow us to actually bridge those gaps. So I I think this is fantastic that you're doing this. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. One question I like to ask on my personal podcast and also I ask Colonel Mack and Chief Trish, if whether it's on the H1, H2, H3, whatever, trying to get on base each morning, if you're driving down a highway and there's a giant billboard and it could have any, and it's your billboard and it could have any message from you for everyone to see, what would you want that message to say? Is this where that large gap was in the last like podcast you had? <laughs> I think, I think for editing, I didn't, I didn't take that gap because like I wanted, I think I forgive this Colonel Mack or Chief Trish, but they were just kind of like, you know, reflecting and thinking. And I think so. Yeah. So on mine, it's kind of crazy, but I do like a lot of bright lights. So it would definitely have like, no joke, like as many lights as you could possibly stick on the thing. And there's a couple things that come to mind. So I don't know if I'd want it to flash different ways, but the biggest thing that I could say is you make your own path. That's what I would want on it. And then I would have my dog racing and jumping in the air. (laughs) Shout out to R2. Yes. R2, the wonder dog. I like the fact that it's a good message. I love that message. I also like you're the first person that's ever said it. You would have like something else besides just a message. You would have like all the flashing lights and that fits your background being from Vegas, right? Yep. (laughs) Yep. I do like lights. Lights and the sound of money. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Actually, I want to ask you, what did you do before? Because I know we talked before, you you joined a little bit later. I think you were in your mid-20s or so, right? I was at the end of my 20s, actually. (laughs) So... I did 10 years in the service industry, and right before I came in, I worked for the Hard Rock Hotel, and I had five jobs before I came in the Air Force, all simultaneously, because I was bored out of my mind. I had just finished the graduate program at UNLV, and I was just waiting to graduate, so I worked two different jobs for the city. I was an interim instructor at the university, and I worked for the Hard Rock and I worked for one of the political parties as a polling expert. And that's pretty much what I did until I came into the Air Force. So it was pretty cool. And I was taking martial arts at the same time because I was bored out of my mind. <laughs> how have you kind of leveraged your experience with Hard Rock? And how can people with past experiences leverage their experience, you know, their previous work experience toward the military? So the hotel industry is really unique. It actually prepares you for the military really well. You're still required to wear a uniform. You're required to show up at a certain time. There are rules. You have to know, memorize, learn the historical background of whatever that organization that you're with. That way, whatever clients come in and they say, oh, what is that on the wall? You can say, that is the 1993 version of Mariah Carey's dress when she's saying this and the one right beside it that is 10 sizes different that's hers too because she does not keep the same weight size (laughs) it fluctuates so knowing everything about your organization that's the same as the Air Force same as any military having that background information getting quizzed on that but the other great thing too is that some organizations like the hotel industry actually really invest in their people. Not only do they pay for higher education, so 
they actually pay for your bachelor's, but they sent me to a ton of management courses before I came into the Air Force. So learning how to manage our people, how to do scheduling, stuff that you would learn in NCOA and ALS, Yeah, that's what they teach. That's stuff that they don't teach our officers in the Air Force, which is really a shortfall, I think, because they need to learn that stuff too. And it's trial and error a lot of times when you see our young officers learning as they come through. But I think that was one of the big steps and key things that the Air Force gave me or that the hard rock gave me as I came into the Air Force. It is pouring. Out it is pouring. It's earlier when we were doing audio sound checks, there was planes flying by. So it was the sound of freedom. Now we have the sound yes. of rain, the sound of a Nicholas Sparks movie. Like it's, that's what he's, <laughs> that's what he's known for. Like every, you ever watch, watch Nicholas Sparks movies? Like The Notebook and just know. You know, I know the scene where they like, there's always a kissing scene in yes. the rain, yes. you know, and they're yelling like, you know, I didn't want to leave you. <laughs> Shocking. They're kissing. True. Uh, spoiler. So, you know, one question, and mm-hmm. we have some episodes coming up for the 692nd podcast, actually one with Miss Bree at some awesome. point and some other airmen. But what's something like for you, Matt, it's a two part question. Like, what do you want out of airmen? And when I say airmen, just we'll say E4, but we'll, uh, we'll, you know, enlisted. And then what do you want out of like your actual bosses and leaders? So out of my airmen, I want you to learn and well, to learn your job, to love it, become that expert, because guess what? An E4, that can be the best expert in the room because there will be a ton of people who can cross train and come over at E5 and they don't have a clue. Same thing with officers. We'll walk around and we'll be like, hey, I have no idea what this is, but that E4, that E4 is that expert. And I want them to become that expert. Like whatever we need to do to make our E4s grow and E4s and below, whether that be sending them to TDYs, getting them to go to the FTUs for the different MDS or for the different platforms, air platforms, or sending them to whatever training they actually want, whether that be critical thinking and structured analysis or showing them different courses to take online. I'm definitely behind that. And I I want them to gain that expertise. And I want them to learn how to love the Air Force because this is a great service. Yeah. And it's actually one, like, I'm in love with the Air Force. If I wasn't, I wouldn't have been in as long as I have been. It's kind of (laughs) nuts. Although I don't like the mesh dress. I think it's an ugly outfit. (laughs) Many. So if you ever go to the Air Force Enlisted Heritage Museum on the Gunther Annex, uh, Mm -hmm. at one point there was actually an all-white mesh dress. At least the chief master in the Air Force at the time war and i think it was just a like a pilot phase or a test phase and yeah that's bad because if you spill i know but it looks fantastic (laughs) it's not about it's not about comfort it's all about looking right i'm joking uh so you talked about what you want out of airmen but remember that that's mentorship that's senior ncl mentorship right there (laughs) take notes take notes girlfriend what do you want out of leaders out of your bosses out of my leaders i want them to ask the questions i want them to think ahead i want them to prepare their airmen as well as themselves and set everybody else up for success that's what i really want like how do we gain the tactical advantage in the future and that's what we should be thinking of is what's that next step and how do we get there whether it's something outside of the box or something super simple like hey we've got glass windows we probably need to like protect ourselves if there's an active shooter yeah that's a real threat right we we experienced that recently it is but even looking at how can we use virtual reality to save millions of dollars like creating a virtual reality uh, classroom i think that's phenomenal yeah it really is because then you can have training of whatever type all over this world distributed training and it's not like it's not like the cbt's that we take 
or the weird classes that you sign up on Blackboard where you're trying not to be passive aggressive when your classmate answers something and you think that they're stupid. Like you can literally like look at the people around you and go, hey, show me how to do this. Show me personally what you're looking at. And that's that's so much better. It's hands on, yeah. but not real. However, that being said, I, I did smash through the table when I was diffusing the bomb in virtual reality. Land. So <laughs> it, it wasn't, it's not all great, but we'll get there. I was on a team with uh, Chief Trish, I think. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it, it didn't go well. And we were competing against, I think, Carnage. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> and I think maybe Shelly. And they, they crushed us. Uh, Shelly and, and Carnage, yeah. yeah. And uh, Carnage being the, the quiet, soft-spoken person that we all know her to be. Yeah, right. Uh, Did you see, were you there with us for Colonel Max? No, I wasn't there for that one. That Chief Trish was his, his partner in crime. That did not go well either. I think they totally blew up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That'd been fun to see them argue. Like, just your fault, your fault. Like, you know, like, you're, you know. It, it was great. I want to kind of go back a little bit to the yeah. hotel question. Because I know just by talking with you, you've shared some funny stories. Oh, yeah. But just what's a cra- like one of the craziest things you saw, like working at the Hard Rock and... Oh, okay. So I was in the retail department and we ended up, not only did we sell a lot of unique things, we stood up Starbucks or a Starbucks in the hotel. We stood up the spa. We stood up the Pink Taco, which is a restaurant. It's actually really good if you get a chance to go to it. But the the craziest thing was it wasn't the, the Playboy convention where they had all the bunnies there and we were selling stuff as well as the Playboy magazine that showed different Hard Rock employees actually in it, which was pretty cool. It was when we were selling our rubber coated jeans and <laughs> yeah, I think you know where this is going to go. There was one guy, he thought he was going to be so cool and he bought it with this girl one night. He did not realize that you need to have baby powder when you put rubber coated jeans on, nor mm. did he wear underwear. So he put that stuff on and every female who's ever worn rubber pants knows, hey, you need baby powder before you stick that stuff on. And this guy did not know it. He wore it for two days because he couldn't figure out how to get it off. And then he came into the store and he asked us, hey, I think I have a rash. Can you help me get these off? And we had to cut them off of him. And yes, indeed, he did have a rash on his whole backside because his butt couldn't breathe. That's probably the craziest. I've seen multiple people have adult interactions in a changing booth. Those in Vegas? Always- yes. Shocking. I know, right? <laughs> In a retail store, which is G-rated, by the way, because you have kids who can run around and it's like the bathroom stall. It's got an opening at the bottom of the door. The rubber jeans or the rubber pants, that might be my favorite story now. It was the Dennis <laughs> Rodman story. And then the second favorite story I had was the Ben Affleck story. Oh. But th- those are uh, but those are for another time. I want to close out, but end on a more serious note. Mm-hmm. So if, if there's a movie image that comes to mind or if that depicts leadership, who or what comes to mind? Oh, actually, it's... It's kind of one of my favorite movies, The American President. Okay. I really love that scene. I actually talked about it. And he's a single dad, right? Yep. Or, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's a single dad yeah. and he starts falling in love with Annette Benning, who is a lobbyist. And at one point, Michael J. Fox and, and I actually alluded to this in one of our awards or our promotion ceremonies, but Michael J. Fox is actually talking to him and there's a scene where he, he says, Hey, you know, they're so thirsty for leadership that the people are willing to eat sand or drink sand because they're so thirsty for anything from you. And it was 
what he was referring to was the fact that he's being dragged through the mud. Yeah. His name was by the other candidate because it was an election year. Effective, like, of course, I'm paraphrasing, but he essentially says, actually, it's not that they're so thirsty that they're drinking sand. They're drinking sand because they don't know any better. And I think his take on leadership in that movie where he's like, if you think, if you actually use your brains and you think, you take that moment to make the better decision, you take that higher road, that's so important. It's so important to make those wise decisions and, and take those moments to think. And it took me a long time to get to that point. Because I'm telling you as a junior CGO, I was like, yep, Johnny on the spot. I've got an answer for you. It doesn't matter if it's crazy or not, but I get an answer for you in three seconds or less. But one of the greatest jobs I ever had was actually as a, a director of operations over at Langley. And we had a civilian who is like, you know what? No one's dying for this question that the wing commander wants to know. No one's dying at this moment. So take, take that time. If you need to take that extra time to make a better decision, take it. Because once you make that decision, you may not be able to change it. So think about all the things that you can possibly think about and then make your decision with, even if it's only 80% of the information. I love that. I was going to ask you for parting thoughts, but I think those are good parting thoughts. Yeah. Well, as I close out, is there anything else that you want to highlight or just end with? I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to have the Hawks back. I want you to take care of each other. Make sure that you're enjoying your time here on island. And oh my gosh, Gong Fa Choi or Xin Yang Kuala. Look at you. <laughs> That's impressive. No problem. For everyone listening out there, here's what I need you to do. Like and share this Facebook page. If you want to support this podcast, that's what I need you to do. Again, just like and share the Facebook page and also subscribe on iTunes. This is a positive movement. This is meant to be a positive thing from the 692nd and for the 692nd and beyond. So if you just want to help grow our organization, evolve our mission, take care of our people, that's what I need you to do. Thanks again to Lieutenant Colonel Stephanie Murphy, Commander 392nd. Ma'am, again, just thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know I've been working by your side for the past six weeks now and your schedule is pretty jam-packed, but again, you're taking time out, making time to just reach airmen. So again, I'm humbled. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you for having me and thank you for making this happen. I know it was a long, long wait today, (laughs) 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 but I really, really appreciate it. So thank you. And you've been doing a fantastic job. Appreciate that. You will so be missed when when we don't have you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. All right, everyone, that's it for today's episode. Take care. Team 692 out.